Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This episode has six appeal. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Am I did, am I supposed to play the, the theme music now, or don't start the theme music? Just put in some l- rather sexy CD Amsterdam red light district music bow, underneath. Bow. That's not sexy. You and I got a very different opinion of what sexy is. All right, what's sexy music? Um, anything that might suggest French or Italian ladies. Right. Where's your wife's family from? <laughs> Welcome to Richie Firth Travel Hacker. I'm Richie Firth and I hack travel. Now play the music, not the sexy stuff. Hello, Christopher. How are you? I'm very well, Richie. Um, as we record, it, it, we're, we're, doing, we're having that very warm week. Uh, in uh, the UK at the moment where I am really struggling to deal with just trying to exist at this temperature so I have in one hand a glass of water and in the other hand a glass of whiskey (laughs) 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 oh dear I've got the window open so if there's noise that's why it's yeah is that a euphemism (laughs) what is wrong with you all your 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 opinions of what's sexy is out. Your your euphemisms are out. Have you sort of like 
dialed out your carry-on radar. What's going on? Do what? <laughs> the heat has got to you. H- how are you, by the way, Richard? I didn't ask you. Uh, you you were late for this evening's record because of your travel plans. Is that right? Don't. Do you know what? That is the irony of things. The travel hacker had two trains cancelled on him tonight, so it took me three trains to get home. Um, so, not, not impressed. But, yin and yang, swings and roundabouts, air-conditioned throughout. So, it's that hot week. I was fine. Let's crack on with the episode. Coming up on tonight's Travel Hacker. You are a bearded scumbag. Fuel-economy.co.uk Because I've actually planned a hiking route. Oh, no. That first thing you said was actually genuinely insightful. Well, we've had to wait six episodes. (laughs) Right, Christopher, I'm looking forward to tonight. I'm ready to hack because I am back. What have we got in my crack? You're going to need to have on your best hacking boots Mm -hmm. uh, for this one. Um, This is an international message from the USA. Richie and Chris. Yeah, that's what everyone thinks when they think of America, the French national anthem. Is it? Yep. What's the American one then? Oh, say can you see? That's what we're singing. No, you're singing. Yeah, the American anthem. Oh no, Richie, no, it's not. Are you gaslighting me? No, the American anthem is. Have you not seen Air Force One? No. What is that? Great film. Harrison Ford, US President. Of course, he must have played the US President a couple of times. Anyway, tonight's hack, uh, the United States. My wife Susie and I want to follow as closely as possible the exact route that the Lewis and Clark expedition took in 1804-1805 when they travelled west from St. Louis to the St. Pacific Ocean. The St. Pacific Ocean, where's that? I'll do that one again. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, no, no. If that was me saying that, you'd have left that in. I'd have probably looped it, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, do that now. Punish yourself. Let's have a rap about the St. Pacific Ocean. Punish Punish yourself. yourself. Punish yourself. Let's have a rap about the St. Pacific Ocean. From St. Louis to the St. Pacific Ocean. Punish yourself. Punish yourself. We will be riding our motorcycle and prefer to avoid major highways. We would also punish yourself. We would also appreciate it if you would say a few words of support and encouragement for us on this trip to calm our two adult sons, Sam and Max, who worry about us when we are travelling on the motorcycle. But please refrain from making discouraging or disparaging remarks like we regularly receive from our many wimpy and docile friends and family members who have no sense of adventure and prefer to huddle in their backyards like scared baby rabbits. No offence intended. (laughs) Thanks and we look forward to hearing from you. Terry and Susie Clark, no relation of William Clark of Lewis and Clark. Wow. Well, look, I'm not going to mock these people at all because uh, I think it's a great idea. I hadn't heard of the uh, Lewis and Clark expedition, so um, I've had to look up uh, 
a little bit about this, but uh, they're following something that's uh, that's been done. What a great idea. Everyone's always looking for road trips. This is quite a historical one. This is uh, from when the uh, United States uh, managed to acquire other territories, uh, uh, basically in this case, uh, Louisiana, uh, and right across uh, to the uh, to the western side of what we now know as the United States, and that is known as the Lewis and Clark Expedition. Uh, it took them two years to do it, 1804 to 1806. Uh, I'm sure Terry and Clive, or whatever their names are, I never wrote them down, uh, I'm sure they're hoping to do it a lot quicker than two years. And well, it, it helps, I guess, their, their mode of transport is going to make some kind of difference to this. I didn't capture what that was. What did they say they're doing? Well, well Terry and Susie Clark want to do it on a motorcycle and avoid major highways. That, that's the hack that we're supposed to be offering them. Um, ah. but, but I don't believe... Oh, Rich. <laughs> but I don't believe Lewis and Clark had motorbikes back in 1804. No. Now, right. Okay. Did you miss the detail about the motorcycle? I did indeed. Have you got a whole hack planned that's got nothing to do with motorbikes for people who specifically asked for advice <laughs> on the best way to motorcycle across America? No, but not <laughs> far off. <laughs> I majored on them saying that they were going from St. Louis, which I know that is where the American arm of the Firth family come from. My great uncle Bert uh, was from St. Louis. Wow. In Missouri. What, what did he sound like? Hey, I'm great uncle Bert. You may know me from <laughs> a little bit like that. I only met That's him good. once. He was old. Um, so I know St. Louis um, and I majored on the fact that they wanted to get to the St. Pacific Ocean. OK, St. Pacific. Yep. I thought that when you're offering, uh, offering a service as a travel hacker, you're going to want to get to the Pacific as quick as possible. And the quickest route from St. Louis to the Pacific Ocean uh is to los angeles because that is the shortest distance yes so you'd be going through the states of missouri oklahoma new mexico which i'm very into at the moment because i've started breaking bad it's very good don't know whether you've heard of it uh then <laughs> not for some years <laughs> uh, then arizona and then on to nevada and california but Lewis and Clark, they went right up the uh, the northwest, and that's the problem. I've not done that. They went via the uh, Mississippi River. Right. Okay. I can spell Mississippi. Can you? Uh, it, it doubles on the S's and the P's, isn't it? M I double S I double S I double P I. Good. So you were right. Okay, that doesn't get them any quicker to the northern US, I'm afraid. Well, it does, actually, because if they're going all the way along the Mississippi River but are struggling to spell it, at least we've now offered them some kind of mnemonic which is going to help them spell it quicker, and it might therefore get them quicker along the route. Did you know, Rich, that there is running roughly along the route that Terry and Susie want to take, did you know there is actually a an extensive cycle path that would get you a large part of the way there called the Cowboy Trail? I did not know that. That sounds fantastic. Although, are you allowed to ride on a motorbike along what is a cycle trail? Pardon? Sorry, I just ate a cookie before this podcast and I belched. <laughs> sure. Um, are you feeling better now? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, well, I guess it depends if you get caught. Um, from what I know of the United States, and I've not been blessed in my life to visit it, Uncle Bert came to us, we didn't go to him. Um, they're a very officious and judicious nation, and I'm not sure I'd want to risk. I put it to you that you wouldn't make Sioux Falls. I don't know. Where is Sioux Falls and what is Sioux Falls? Um, Sioux Falls uh, is a waterfall uh, around the ancient gathering of Sioux um, uh, in Louisiana. So look, I, I, I actually looked at the route and it looks very nice. So to be honest, all I can say to them is power to you, uh, your friends who are scared and your sons, Sam and Max, who are a bit nervous about it needs to chill the fuck out because it looks amazing and great but i've got no practical advice for them whereas i am, am i correct in saying that your hack to them is don't do that route do a shorter one my hack to them and to their sons lewis and clark or whatever their names were God. as well that were worried about it uh, is go from st louis uh through oklahoma new mexico arizona and to los angeles that on your motorbikes on a highway and not a cycle path will take you one day and two hours of driving there are various toll bridges and toll roads uh, but you can break that up into a fantastic little holiday i'd go that way and then if you really want to go up to fort Clatstop, uh, right up in the northwest which is where lewis and clark actually finished up go up the coast apparently the west coast of the united states it's very nice so your your destination um is only a thousand miles away from where they want to be <laughs> true but they might actually get to mine rather than being uh, pulled over by some american highway patrol who have been called to pick them up off a cycle path right okay fine uh richie i'm not sure they're going to be satisfied with that but at least we we are supportive of their endeavors We've given them options. Do you want to introduce an advert? Yes. <clears throat> Travel hacker message from our sponsors. You can do what you want to that. If I you will. do nothing to that, you are a bearded scumbag. Can I use you calling me a bearded scumbag? Um, if you want to um, use bearded scumbag in the teaser thing at the beginning, <laughs> then that's absolutely fine with me. <laughs> Travel Hacker message from our sponsors. Christopher, one hack in, one hack down. Successful start to this episode. Let's mm. have another hack. Sure. Uh, I am a Swedish listener. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Yet another one of the people waiting to join us in Hackstock, which is going to be our live end-of-season gathering in Stockholm uh, as the culmination of this second season of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. Genuinely, Rich, we've had almost double figures replies on this now. I can't remember what we'd uh, calculated a few episodes back when we first um, heard about it, but I don't think we were bargaining on having too many people <laughs> is it worth us going on a brief diversion this we we had a separate email from sven it feels good to bring this up now before we go into the hack we're about to do mm -hmm. um there's a significant error at the end of podcast two right sven would you pay 10 kroner in going to stockholm earlier you had said 10 pounds that's 112 swedish crowns swedish vat on top of that is 25 percent so basically what he's saying is We've priced it all wrong. Oh. 
Also, Danes, Norwegians and Finns are not allowed to go to Stockholm unless they put themselves in quarantine afterwards for two weeks. Well, then I think it's really uh, we it's really just about our Swedish listeners as to whether they will stay in their own country and go to the capital city. That would be like saying to uh, an English person, will you go and see a live event in London? Of course they would. Uh, so I think he's just trying to trip us up. And regarding the currency, I'm just going to find out uh, £10 in Swedish kroner. Oh, yeah. OK. 113 kroner. Yeah, so we, we did. Ga- we, were, we were really underpricing ourselves. So, uh, message back to our Swedish listeners: Would you pay 113 of your wonderful Swedish kroner uh, to come join us at Hackstock? Do get back to us. Back to the message from uh, this is from Emil, by the way. Hello, Emil. Uh, I'm a Swedish listener living in Stockholm, and I would love to go see you live. Well, now you see immediately he's living in Scot- uh, Stockholm. He's not going to go anywhere, is he? Just get on the uh, the old stock tube or whatever they call it. Um, interestingly enough, I actually misread this uh, message when he first wrote it and read it as, I would love to see you live. And I thought it was some <laughs> kind of horror. <laughs> How menacing. Yeah. I have a dream of hiking the length of Sweden from south to north. It would probably be broken up between several holidays. Do you have any hacks for long-distance pedestrianism? Kind regards, Emil Dillert, Stockholm. This is a really interesting one. Um, I have I've spent time in Sweden at various uh, times in my life. As a kid, we had a we had a family holiday in Stockholm for two weeks. It's a beautiful city to visit. Um, so this isn't a hack; it's just a recommendation. <laughs> Go visit Stockholm. It's it's absolutely beautiful, and I believe Stockholm is is made up seven eighths of Stockholm is basically lakes. It's an incredible place. Oh wow! Um, so. I would definitely go to Sweden. Um, but I can't remember actually what was the point of me telling you that I went to Stockholm when I was a kid. Um, what I have also done is <laughs> been to the, <laughs> the far north of Sweden, the most northerly point in Sweden, because that is Lapland. Uh, Lapland is this area that stretches uh, across uh, Sweden and the Norwegian and Finnish borders. And I visited Lapland a couple of weeks before Christmas to visit Santa. It was an amazing trip. But we flew in from Heathrow to Stockholm and transferred to a Scandinavian Airlines flight right up to uh, Kiruna, which is this northern district of Sweden. It's amazing. We landed on basically a a snow and ice runway all packed down you know the kind of thing that normally if you go skiing uh, chris and i've skied together we had a lovely trip Uh, but if you go skiing what am i doing telling you about holidays i've taken it's it's of no interest to you but yeah they used to you're about to start talking about that trip we took together but um (laughs) no there's various bits about that that no one will ever ever (laughs) hear about um but yeah uh, there was a peace basher that sort of compacted the runway to make it safe for these planes to land on it's an incredible place Here's your thing about Sweden. The first thing I would say is if you're going to do a pedestrianised hike, do it in the summer because they all but have no night time. Yes. In summer, Sweden, no night time. So you would be able to walk for longer because the days are longer. 
and you've got loads more energy because of the vitamin D. Exactly, and the uh, melatonin that uh, is made from the sun. Uh, so when you went to Lapland, was it pretty much dark the whole time? Yes. When I went to Lapland, there was only 90 minutes of sunlight each day, and I would barely call that sunlight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So do it in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 1,500 kilometres north to south Sweden. So... Is really? it? I don't, you see, I've looked at this, and I've got that it's 1,900 kilometres. Because I've actually planned a hiking route. Okay, so maybe mine is the way the crow flies and yours is actual real paths. Yeah, but a meal is not a crow. Uh, Famous saying. (laughs) (laughs) I have calculated that it would be 16 days and 16 hours of actual hiking time to go from the south to the north okay so say one Um, more time how many sorry 16 days and 16 hours now that's not accounting for sleep but as we've already ascertained it's daylight swedes don't sleep so much because they have more daylight yeah so i'd say emil you were saying this would probably be a couple of different holidays i reckon if you booked two weeks off work and then did two days worth of sickies and didn't sleep (laughs) for the whole time (laughs) you could do it is that the hack? <laughs> no. The other thing about Sweden, very, very clean airports. Right. Tell me more. Not really too much else to say. Right. That was it. Okay. Great story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you actually know um, where pedestrianism, come, the, the actual term pedestrianism comes from? Well, it's not a term, is it? It's just um, the art of walking. It's more than that, Rich. Is it? pedestrianism was a 19th century form of competitive walking it was a ga- a sport that was gambled on i did not know and that so are we ra- talking race sort of walking like- evolved from it really yeah well i've learned something so that funny walking with the funny shuffle is born out of basically the the gentry um paying fast people to walk as quickly as they could for cash well, do you know what? That, that, um, that puts a completely different spin on all the calculations because if Emil is walking at the speed that one of those funny walkers does it, then that's going to knock a little bit of time off. Mm. It was pedestrianism that established the rule, the difference between walking and running. So the whole heel to toe, must have one foot on the ground, that's all born out of this. I did not know this. This is a very educational podcast, this episode. I mean, I can't tell you any routes, but I can give you some shit facts. Uh, well, my route is start south at Malmo, most southerly big city That's in Sweden. That's by the bridge. By the bridge, which is called Brun. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> yeah. um, and you, you head, head north and head along the west, uh, the east coast of Sweden, and then when you get to the top of the Baltic Sea Gulf, then just head due north, and then you'll get to Karuna. Great. Any delicacies? Uh, he, I guess he's already from Sweden, so I guess he'd know. Um, uh, well, the only delicacy that I can tell you of from Sweden is quite simple, and that is obviously the meatballs that you would be able to buy in your Ikeas that yes. you pass. And here's a question to Ikea. I don't understand... Oh, God, hang on. After I'm still facing a legal, um, 
a serious legal battle with Rubicon after your comments last time. Choose your I, words carefully. I only told them to fuck themselves. <laughs> oh, God, don't do it. Cease and desist. <laughs> no, this is more an opportunity. I don't think there'll be any um, problem with the IKEA Corporation, or IKEA, I believe is the Swedish pronunciation. Sure. Um, what I don't understand is why they've not done like a spin-off and have on the high street ikea cafes that just do the food so you don't actually have to go into the main ikea store to have the whole experience of the uh the meatballs uh have the experience of the chips have the experience of the dime bar cheesecake all that kind of stuff and the and the danglebury jam or whatever it is that they what? have danglebury there's a special jam that you have with your Swedish meatballs, isn't it? Danglebury or something. I, I don't know. I've never eaten a meatball in my life. You're missing out. Yeah, I mean, that's pro- probably true. Um, do you know what a fartleberry is? Uh, it might be what I'm referring to as the dangleberry, and I've just got the name wrong. A fartleberry, which actually does sound a lot like a dangleberry, it's why it reminded me of it, is the bits of poo stuck to your bum if you haven't wiped properly. Time for a celebrity hack. <laughs> I might have got that bit. <laughs> Oh, no. It's true. I've got a book. My favourite book is called Lobcocks and Fartleberries, and it's a guide to old English cusses and swearing. (laughs) That's a brilliant book. I love it. Love it. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologise. Travel hack. We'll be back after this whack, 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 whack. Punish Can I congratulate you on the theme music for last week's Celebrity Hack uh, with uh, Andy Zaltzman? It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Well, what you provided is why you are the ace producer of this podcast. That, that's very kind of you. Could you now just say... Um, and I will play around with the words so as it makes you sound really, really great. I fucking love you, Chris. I fucking love you, Chris. And now can you just say... Dirty Pigeons. Dirty Pigeons. Thank you. I fucking love Dirty Pigeons. I fucking love you, bearded scumbag. I fucking love you, sexy, dirty, I fucking love you, Lee Delamere. So, tonight's celebrity hack comes from my other working husband. Chris is one of them, but my more regular one that I spend more time with is Andy Bush, uh, who co-hosts the Absolute Radio Hometime Show with me, as you may or may uh, not know, uh, between four and seven weekdays on Absolute Radio damning insight into your mind there andy how can we hack hey richie hello christopher it's andy bush here loving the podcast fellas i have a question for you uh, along the lines of travel and i think you two are the chaps to go to on this uh, my partner katie is from annick in northumberland and we go there quite a bit for family holidays etc on our next trip we're thinking about taking our bikes with us uh, which would be two adult bikes and one kid's bike uh, but on the roof of the van now katie's well up for this thinks it's a brilliant idea I'm a bit concerned because I reckon surely that's going to like increase fuel consumption, but I sound like my dad even saying it. Uh, it's over to you guys. Is it more expensive? Will it cost more fuel to have the bikes on the top of the roof? Interesting. Interesting. I often get mocked 
often get mocked um, for my attention to miles per gallon for journeys that I'm uh, taking. Uh, we would have uh, talked about this right back at the uh, at the embryo of this uh, podcast when we went around the M25, mm. uh, proving that it could be done uh, in under two hours. When I go on a journey, Chris, this is my stage of preparation. What I do, first of all, is I find out the estimated mileage of the journey I then go to a website and put in my expected miles per gallon. I then put in the cost of petrol um, uh, locally right now. And then it breaks down those three factors and tells me exactly how much fuel to put in my car for that journey. Therefore means that the car is never any heavier than it needs to be. Right. So it's the most economical way of travelling and burning fossil fuels if we're going to save this planet. Uh, so right, let's look at the mileage uh, that we're looking at here between Leon C uh, and uh, Annick in Northumberland. I love so. going through there on the train to Edinburgh. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, the East Coast Main Line uh, and that bit um, uh, from Durham upwards as you go along the coast is just... Past Holy Island. Yes. And Lindisfarne uh, and the uh, the Tweed, the Royal Bridge over the border. Border? What happened? Uh, that's how they would say it. Up there. Right, so you are looking at 335 miles. Ooh. That is a long old journey. Mm. So let me go to my website. 335 Are you prepared miles. to share what this website is or is it your secret? Fuel-economy.co.uk No way, that's not what it's called. <laughs> Fuel-economy.co.uk Ah, God, that's not real. <laughs> I promise you it is. Fuel-economy.co.uk Oh, my God, it really exists. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, so, my God. Why are you knocking this website? It's a bit basic, in fairness. Um, right, so... So... You just I've keep put, going, Rich. What? I've put... <laughs> There's no way this journey costs £1.94. What's a typical mile per gallon for a car? Right, OK, this is what I'm about to share with you. I've put in 335 miles in the mile entry. Yeah. I've put in 45 miles per gallon. That's for my Volkswagen Golf. Now, Bush is driving a great big Volkswagen van, so it's going to be more expensive for him. But I don't know the miles per gallon for a Volkswagen van, so I've put in my car. So 335 miles, 45 miles per gallon. Fuel cost at the moment, let's go with £115. 100, <laughs> 115 pence, 0.9. All right, so calculate. That journey would cost you 39.22 so 39 pounds 22p all right so so let's say for example that your your polo does 45 miles per gallon golf i do not drive a polo <laughs> i don't know the difference and you say bush has got a van so let's up the miles per gallon by a third to 60 i'd say let's down it He's going to do far less. He's in a van. Oh, yeah, that's how it works. It goes the other way, doesn't it? So let's say 20 miles per gallon. I mean, you've halved it. Well, it's, you know, it's lower, isn't it? I'm and going to generously give him 30. 30. 
yeah. fine we'll give him 30 suddenly it's 58 and quid you and i have both met bush let's change that 335 miles to 340 because he'll get lost and start swearing somewhere along the way absolutely sounds familiar so, 59 pounds now yeah so 59 pounds 71 you're saying that's what i'm saying it should cost without a cycle rack on top but here's the crunch all right the drag that you are going to add to that van by sticking some bikes on top is going to be horrendous okay mm. everyone's seen images of uh, vehicles in wind tunnels they're tested to the nth degree um to, to make it the most aerodynamic you put bikes on top suddenly slowing down big time we're not slowing down if you're going to still go at the speed limit mm. you're going to be upping your miles per gallon horrendously well can i let you know about scientificamerican.com where um, another iffy website a, a researcher well, your one you're admitting your own one is iffy in that sentence <laughs> where, where researcher alan meyer from lawrence barclay national laboratory and yuche chen from the national renewable energy laboratory claim i love the way you say laboratory 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 just because it's an american website you don't have to read it out american they believe Da, 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 in their da, 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 uh, research published in energy policy yes um that your gasoline bill uh which i believe is this pretty much the same as petrol which is a branding yep. thing um could rise by as much as 25 percent wow wow so okay let's go to f fuelhackers.net fuel-economy.co.uk so what's 25 percent of 30 uh it well so it it, it would be 7.5 so we need to take 7.5 off 30 don't we uh yeah i guess is okay. that the way it works let's just say yeah let's say yeah someone will email in being a bell end if not thank you for your correspondence <laughs> <laughs> right he's gone from 59 to 79 pounds yeah so bush directly by putting on a bike rack on top of your car according to uh, the laboratories 79 pounds you've added 20 quid right and that's just going there so it's 20 quid extra there 20 quid extra back so you're adding 40 quid onto your journey by taking your bikes 40 quid onto your journey, which would have been two-thirds of the original price of the fuel tank if you hadn't taken your bikes. Rich, it seems like a no-brainer, yeah? It does seem like a no-brainer. I would go up to Northumberland, we're in the middle of a global pandemia, support the what? local economy, hire a bike, and don't put the money on your economy. The bike shop, anic.co.uk has a fantastic fleet of bike hires to get you out and active. There we go. Richie, a half-day bike hire of a standard bicycle is... Hold on, pause, pause, pause. Is the standard hire going to be more or less than what he would have spent extra in fuel, which we calculated was 40 quid... 40 quid 20 in total. There and 20 back yeah so let's say they only use the bike once let's say they took two bikes one for andy one, one for, for his, his other half yes so uh do you want me to let you in then on what that costs i'd pay a tenner i'd pay a tenner so that's going to be 20 quid for two i think it's going to be exactly the same 
Well, the total cost extra was 40. Uh, a half day hire is 20 quid per bike. 40 quid. Wow. So, wow. if they wanted to take their bikes all the way up there and only do one bike ride, so one half day bike ride, it works out exactly the same, but you're using more fuel. If they want to do any more than half a day cycling, they're better taking the bikes with them. I do feel a little bit uh, sorry now for the uh, the bike car centre in Annika as we uh, uh, dissect their pricing structure. Look, I've got no problem with their price. I think if I was up in Annick for... If I was going up to see the in-laws and wanted to just jump on the saddle for a morning, get a bit of quiet time, I actually think that your idea of ditching the, the bikes on the, the roof is a great idea, Rich. I think it's a hack. I think get there, then hire the bikes. I think it's a total hack. If they want to ride more than once, though, fuck that shit. And uh... <laughs> So as we look back at this episode, three hacks. Has this been a hat-trick of hacks? Okay, so let's think about this hack trick. Um, like it, it. it is... You, you've, you failed to notice that the first one was a motorcycle trip. And but offered a solution a that might have made the wrong their way. children happier. Uh, the second one actually was pretty good. You said basically, if you never sleep because it's always daylight, then you can take two weeks off work and two extra sick days and you can just walk from north to south Sweden. <laughs> so I'm claiming that one as a hack. Sure. And then the third one, I think genuinely is a hack. One of the best episodes of the series so far. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, uh, if you want to have your travelling quandary given the treatment that we have just given those three, here's what you need to do. You need to email us, travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Richie Firth or at Producer Chris. Uh, One of the two of us will make a note and you may feature in a future episode of Travel Hacker. Rate and review the nonsense you have just heard so plenty of other people get to hear about it and we get more increased fundings from our sponsors. We will be back in your sack in a future episode. Oh, Christopher, it's hot. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.